Welcome to the TVA Devotions Podcast. We want you to be encouraged by the Word of God, whether this is your first or your 50th time to listen. We hope we add value to you through God's Word today. Welcome to TVA Devotions. This is Coach D. I'm a head volleyball coach, uh, but more importantly, I'm a follower of Christ. Appreciate you uh, joining us today. Uh, this devotion is just for those of us that might be at a club tournament on a Sunday and not be able to make it to our church. Uh, this is, again, just something where we can kind of visit with God, have some time to think about uh, what it is that He has for us this weekend and this week, and I uh, pray that it blesses your life. Uh, God bless and uh, enjoy. Last week, I told you I was a bit of a math nerd, which is true. I'm not just a bit. I'm a big old math nerd. Um, this year, I'm going to tell you about my other kind of joy in life, and uh, other than volleyball and math, and I enjoy history as well, but um, I minor in music. Um, I play the saxophone, and um, I don't know if I've told you guys these stories before, so I don't have time to go back through and do it, so I'm just going to tell you this story. If I've said it before, humor me and listen again. Um, if I haven't, it'll be very relevant to uh, what we're talking about today, but anyway, I play saxophone, um, and uh, I played it at Liberty University is where I went to school, and uh, we played in convocation. Uh, Liberty has three convocations a week, and they are mandatory. All three of them are mandatory. We had assigned seats, so if you weren't sitting in your seat, you got in trouble, but I didn't sit in my seat ever um, because I played in the spirit and the praise band uh, up, up, up on stage, and uh, we played in the Vine Center there at Liberty. And uh, there was about, I don't know, about 5,000 people that came to convocation. And uh, I used to get up in front of all these 5,000 people and play my saxophone. It was a keyboardist, a drummer, a bass guitar, lead guitar, um, guys, a couple guys singing. And uh, yours truly, Justin D on the old uh, saxophone um, at some of these uh, convocations that we played at. And uh, I used to get so nervous uh, that I was going to mess up. I literally would get so nervous that I would do something wrong. And uh, like I would be sweating bullets as I was about to go up there. And Dr. Jerry Falwell was there and he used to come and slap me in the back every Wednesday. He would come and speak and uh, went up there with Charles Billingsley came up there. He was with New Song back in the day. But anyway, so I'm going up there one time and I, and I was just I was just the, the campus pastor. And I did it at church as well. And one time I was going up on stage. And uh, one of the music pastors came up to me and was like, Justin, what's wrong? And I go, man, I, I, I have a feeling I'm going to make a mistake. I don't want to make a mistake. And he goes, he goes, who are you playing for? And uh, that statement kind of, I don't know, slapped me in the face. And it's something that I've thought about my whole life. And the whole thought process of that one statement, who are you playing for? was something that just made me kind of stop and think. Um, he he went on to say something, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit probably in, at the end, but um, who are you playing for? Maybe you're not playing volleyball. Maybe you're maybe your mom or a dad, or maybe you just ran across this um, podcast, but who are you living for? Are you worried that 
you know, the things that you say or the things that you do or the, the way that you work or the way that you play volleyball or the way that you teach school or the way that you um, practice law, um, who, who are you doing that for? Are you doing it to try to impress somebody? Maybe it's a boy. Maybe it's a, a boss. Uh, maybe it's a dad or a mom. Um, but my question to you today is, is really that question that was asked to me. Oh boy, it's been 24, 25 years ago. I'm old. I'm old. And that's why I don't remember if I've told these stories before. But uh, my question to you today is, who are you playing for? Let's pray. God, um, I pray that we kind of reset our sights and uh, Lord, we make our priorities uh, a priority. And Lord, we make the main thing the main thing in our lives. Lord, as we start to think about uh, all the things that we're doing in life, I pray that right now you would just help us to understand that for us to seek you first and your kingdom and your righteousness and knowing when we do that, Lord, all these other things shall be added unto us. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, um, I had a stepfather and uh, I'll go more into that probably in a couple of weeks, but um, my father passed away when I was nine years old. Um and my mom got remarried. They, they were divorced and uh, got remarried before my dad passed away. Um, dad, not a great guy. Um, my stepfather was an amazing man. Um, but anyway, John Van, and I might have told you the story. That's why I, I'm debating because I literally just told it in, in, uh, <laughs> in lunch the other day. But John Van um, was a great character guy, um, was a part of the armed forces um, and uh, just a really high character guy. My brother and I, he came into our life where our dad was a guy that um, just did really, really poor things to us. And my dad, my stepfather, John Van, he came into that situation and he made us into men and it developed character in us. And uh, anyway, well, one of the things I lived in Orlando, Florida, and when I was 12 years old, I had to mow our lawn. Uh, that was the thing. When you turn 12, get out there, buddy. You got it. And it's sitting, I think it's about June or July in Orlando, Florida. So think about that for a second. About 100, 105 degrees with humidity. The humidity is about 100%. Um, I'm about, I don't know, I was a big old boy. <laughs> I was a big old boy. I was probably 150 pounds, uh, five foot five, five foot six. Um, I was around. Um, and so I'm out there mowing the lawn. And we didn't have a huge yard, but for me at 12 years old, this was a beast. And it's hot. And it's Orlando and I'm sweating. I mean, I sweat standing still in a freezer, but I was sweating like crazy that day. And I can remember it. I, I uh, yanked the, I actually had to drive. I took my bike down with a little can and got a gallon of gas for 98 cents. I can remember when it was under a dollar. I know that really makes me feel a little, um, but uh, it might have been 89 cents. But anyway, I got a gallon of gas, got it back on my bike and drove with my bike with this gallon of gas back home. And then put the gas into my my uh, lawnmower, and I started the lawnmower, started mowing the lawn. And our grass had not really gotten out of hand, but I mean, about two days, and the grass just starts growing again there, there in Orlando. So it's it's been about a week and a half since we, we mowed the lawn. So I'm mowing the lawn, boom, boom, boom. Got the front yard done, going around to the backyard, and there's this little corner you got to go all the way around. We had a fenced backyard, and I went around the corner, and I'm and these little I don't know what they're called, not dandelions, but these little things. They were, they're really tall and um, used to put them in between your teeth. But anyway, uh, they had, these things kept on popping up 
and I couldn't get all of them down to where it was the same height as everything else. But I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'll go over it. But I just had to go over it and over and over. And I was like, I'm done. I'm just going to finish this thing out. I looked at the end of it. I'm dying. I'm about, you know, I'm a parched. I'm about to, I'm about to just pass out out there. It's so hot. I'm sweating so much. It's okay if I miss a little bit of this. And I saw it and I knew that I missed it, but it was around the corner. Nobody ever see it. So I went back in, turned the lawnmower off, took off my short shoes, walked into the house and I'm like, John Van, done with the lawn. I'm going to go take a shower. And he goes, hold up, hold up. He goes, Justin, let's go take a look at it, man. And uh, I, I didn't get paid to mow the lawn. It was just part of, I mean, I lived under the roof. So this was part of my my job as a kid. Um, if I wanted to eat, if I wanted air conditioning, if I wanted to shower, I did this. So went over there. and But John Van walked around with me. And he, he was like, hey, Justin, great job. And he walked in the front front yard and, hey, really good job over here. My brother did the edging, so I didn't have to do any of that. But went around and I mowed everything. He's like, it's great. Then we went to the backyard and I'm kind of like, okay, we don't need to go in the backyard. That's good, right? Okay, I really need to get a shower. I got to go do something. He's like, no, let's just go take a look at the backyard. Ran around the backyard. Long story, even longer. Uh, we went over to where those uh, pieces of grass I knew that I missed were over there. And he goes, what happened here? And I go, oh man, th those are really hard. I couldn't, I couldn't get them all. And he goes, you couldn't get them all. You said you were done. And I said, yeah, well, I mean, I, I got done mowing the lawn. I, I did everything. I just missed a couple spots. And he says, uh, well, you, you're not done then. And I said, all right, well, I'll go get the lawnmower. I'll put my shoes back on and I'll come over here and get him. And he goes, no, I don't think so. And he walked me around the corner back into our garage, got the lawnmower out. He took the lawnmower and he took it a half inch lower. And he said, Justin, I need you to mow the whole lawn over again. And again, I'm sitting there. I am about passed out. Uh, it's uh, probably now would be called child abuse. He was not child abuse. He was one of the most amazing men in the world. But he said to me, Justin, I need you to mow the lawn over again. And he said, don't come back in until you're done. And don't come back in until you're ready to tell me that you're done. And you're proud of the work that you did. I'll never forget that day my entire life. So John Van tells me that, turns the uh, lawnmower down. I started back up and I started doing the front yard. It's about two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I promise you, I did not leave that yard until I could not see my hand in front of my face. I stayed out there doing every inch of work and going over every inch and making sure the lawn was perfect. And I came in crying because I was just worn out. I didn't have anything left in me. And he sat me down and the whole thought process that I got that day has made me the man that I am today. And what John Van said to me that day, John Van Alstein is his name. Um, he was my stepfather, so I didn't call him dad. I called him John Van. And he told me that day, he goes, he goes, I want you to remember this. When you do something, I don't need you to go. And he said half, but I won't use the, the cuss word, but he says, when you do something, I want you to go at it with all your heart. And when you're done, I want you to be proud of your finished product. And I cried. And I'll tell you right now, I was not thinking, oh, Joy, thank you so much. I was thinking, I don't like you. Why'd you make me do that? I can't believe you. I spent my whole Saturday mowing the lawn, literally from like 10 a.m. in the morning until 7 p.m. at night. I mowed our one and a half hour lawn. And to that day, to this day, I think about this and I think God kind of speaks through this. And I think God's telling us the same thing. In 1 Corinthians 10, 31, it says, so whatever you eat or drink, 
or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I did a, uh, the Volley Academy, which is what TVA stands for. If you didn't know what TVA stands for the Volley Academy, I did this, uh, course about being a great teammate. And, uh, the second chapter is about effort. Uh, the whole thought process is your attitude determines your effort. Your effort determines your energy and your energy determines your success. And when I talk about effort, I kind of, I think I gave that illustration back with John Van when I talked about effort. And, you know, when you're going after and you're doing something, you need to do your very best. I have a recruit on campus actually tonight. I just got back from dinner um, and she came in a day early and um, we're going and doing the tour and everything tomorrow. But um, the, the dad asked me, how was season last season? And if you haven't seen who I am or our season last season, it wasn't wasn't great on the internet. Um, we had an amazing group of women. We we started a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. Um, I make no excuse. I, I need to be a better coach. But the way that we competed was amazing. Um, we didn't win all, all the games that we played. We didn't win half the games that we played. But the amount of games that we went out and gave our best effort, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. We did it for the glory of God, but we did it with all of our heart as well. And that moves into Colossians 3.23, and that's kind of where I'm going to stop. It's going to be pretty quick tonight, I think. I don't know how long this has been so far, but I think it's going to be pretty quick tonight because we're going to stop here in Colossians 3.23 and just kind of sit here for about, you know, three, four minutes. Um. Colossians 3.23 was on the back of our shirt when I was out at Simpson, my first college coaching job. But it says, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. And that first part says, whatever you do. So think about what you do. Don't just think volleyball. Think about math. Think about English. Think about um, drama. Think about, uh, for your moms and dads, going to work. Think about going to church. Um, Think about going to the ball field, going and sitting on the side of the... uh, volleyball tournament. Wow. Um, yeah, I see some of y'all out there. Um, <laughs> but whatever you do, think about anything that you do. Think about driving down the street. Uh, think about, you know, walking down the street. Think about riding your bike. Think about hanging out with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Think about hanging out with your friends, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart. And that one kind of hits you as well, because that's what John Van kind of told me. If you're going to do something, he always, he always used to tell me, if you're going to do it, don't half butt it. And he used to always say that you you did a half a job. He used to always say that word. And I'm not going to say it, but it means donkey. But he used to always say that anytime that he was upset with me, he was upset not at what I did. He was upset that I didn't give it my best effort. A lot of times I did just enough. And just enough is not near enough. So when, he, when, we, when Paul talks about this in, to the church at Colossus, he says, to the Colossians, I think it's Colossus. I'm a little bit loopy right now. But he said, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart. And he's basically saying, give the best effort you can do. So today, when you go out there and play, or when you go to work, or when you're driving down the road, or whatever you do today, I want you to do the best that you possibly can do. Stop comparing yourself to everybody else. People tell me all the time, you know, what's the difference is is winning the only thing. And I don't think that winning is the only thing. I talk about a performance to potential ratio. I mean, if we're going to play in Mississippi School of the Blind and we win 15-13 in the fifth, I don't think that that's a great thing. They can't see the ball. 
But if we go over and we play the toughest team, we go play Penn State. We're not going to play Penn State. But if we go play Penn State or Stanford and we lose three to two, are you going to tell me that because we lost, because the scoreboard, because somebody missed a call, because somebody touched the net, because somebody missed hit the ball, because there was a miscommunication, because we missed one serve by three inches, because of one mistake, you're going to tell me, oh, you guys didn't give your best effort or you're losers. And so for me, when I take a look at this verse, it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. I don't care if you win. I don't care if you lose. I don't care if you make a mistake playing your saxophone. I don't care if you shank a pass. I don't care if you miss a serve. Don't miss 17 in a row, please. But I don't care if you are late. I do care if you're late to work. But I don't care if you didn't get that big contract you were looking for. I don't care if you lost your case. I don't don't care about those things as long as you, whoever you, I'm talking to you. As long as you did your best, as long as you gave everything, that's what God is telling us here through Paul. He says, whatever you do, whatever you do, every single thing, whether you eat, you drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God is one thing, but whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart. And then the last thing kind of takes us back to that liberty stage. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. I was so scared to make a mistake. I was so scared that I'd go up there and play my saxophone. I'd be out of tune. I was out of tune a lot. I'll be honest with you. Sorry, Bruce. Sorry, Eric. I just made mistakes. I, I, I'm for, I, sorry, Tammy and Clint. Um, but I, for me, I think that I was so scared of making mistakes. I was so scared that I'd get up there and, I, and my, my saxophone would squeak. I was so scared that I'd play the wrong note. Uh, you know, we'd change into, you know, shout to the Lord or something, and it goes up to another key and I'm still in the other key. You know, I was so scared that I would make a huge mistake. And my music pastor came up to me and he said, Justin, who are you playing for? I said, if you're playing for Jesus Christ, you just sing, you just play, you just do whatever you can, do your best and give him the worship. God inhabits our worship. He takes our worship. It doesn't say in the Bible, make a joyful noise and make sure it's in tune. If you ever around me, I sing loud. I'm sorry, but I sing loud and I'm not the greatest singer in the world. I minored in music, but it was saxophone, not musical voice, not vocal. But I am not singing to you. I'm not looking for auto tune. I'm not looking to be perfect because I'm not looking for, I'm not playing my saxophone. I'm not playing volleyball for my coach. I'm not coaching volleyball for my players. I'm not God's gift to coaching volleyball, but coaching volleyball is God's gift to me. And I want to use it for his glory. So I'm working and I'm, I'm going at it every single day and I'm giving my best in our men's group with our coaches this, this week, we talked about, uh, the Corinthians verse that do not know that in a race, all runners run, but only one gets a prize run in such a way as to get the prize. And the prize that we are for is, is the prize of God is the prize of showing Jesus. So as I, what I want you kind of to think about today is who are you playing for? Who are you working for? Who are you driving for? Who are you listening to podcasts for? What are you living your life for? Who are you living for? And what I really like for you to do is I want you to go on your social media and not try to put your best volleyball skill tape up there. I don't want you to put that picture of when you guys got first in the translucent bracket. You know who I'm talking about. 
I don't want you to go through and sit there and try to impress everybody else. As you go play this weekend, as you go to work this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, hopefully not Sunday, as you go to church this Sunday or Wednesday or whenever you go, whatever you're doing this week, who are you living for? Who are you playing for? And what I ask you to do, I ask you to go on your social media, nothing else, just put down, I play for Jesus or I'm playing for Jesus. I want you to answer me. I'm not, I don't know who you are. You know, there's not a million of you out there. I'd love if it goes viral, but I'd love for you just to say, I play for Jesus Christ. I don't play for my mom. I don't play for my coach. I don't play for a college scholarship. I play for Jesus Christ. I want people to know him by my volleyball technique, by my volleyball, by my effort on this court. If my coach gets mad at me, it doesn't matter. If my mom or dad yells at me or yells at a referee, it doesn't matter. If somebody yells because of my effort, it doesn't matter because I'm not playing for them. I'm playing for Jesus Christ. And some of your parents might get upset with you. I'm sorry. That's another discussion you're going to have to have. Send them the link to this podcast and we'll talk. Have them email me. (laughs) We'll talk. But today, this week, what I want is I want you to play, to drive, moms and dads to cheer, coaches to coach, to live for Jesus Christ. Don't be nervous about the pass you're about to make, about the serve you're about to serve, about the set you're about to set, about the dig, about the block, about the hit, about anything. Don't be nervous. Because my question to you is, who are you playing for? And I want you to say, I play for Jesus Christ. That's all you have to say. Somebody asks you, you're going to get whatever, but you're not trying to get likes. I want you to show people that I play for Jesus Christ. That's why I play this game. Hope that God's add value today to you. Um, pray that you got something out of today. I don't know. I, I don't even remember what I did in the last 21 minutes. I'm looking at the clock right now as it ticks away. But God just had this on my heart for you today. I hope that it spoke to you. I hope that God added value to you through his word. But I just want you to understand that, you know, I live my life for Jesus Christ because there's nothing this world can do to me that'll separate me from him. Neither height, nor depth, nor angels, nor principalities, nor anything will separate me from God's love. And if you haven't experienced that love, man, all you got to do is ask for it. There's a God over there that that laughs when you make a mistake. When you swing and miss and hit, don't hit the ball and it hits you in the face. He laughs. He's not a coach yelling at you. He's not a mom saying, oh my goodness, that's not my daughter. He laughs too because he loves you no matter what you've done. Whether you sinned, whether you've broken his commandments, whether you've done any of those things, he still loves you. There's nothing you can do to make God love you any less. And there's nothing you can do to make God love you anymore. But I ask you to live for him. Who are you living for? I coach for Jesus Christ. I hope that you play, you cheer, you work, you live for him too. God, thank you. God, you're awesome. God, may I diminish so you might be exalted through me this week. Lord, I pray for everybody that's sick this week. Man, the flu's going around. My two players who had surgery this week, Lord, I pray that you grant them peace, heal them, keep them from pain. Lord, for uh, for everybody that's a senior or junior in high school right now that's making decisions, Lord, I pray that they remember that 
You know the plans you have for them, plans to prosper them, not harm them, plans to give them a future and a hope. Lord, more than anything, I pray that we walk out of this podcast and after this final amen is said, Lord, we don't stop right here, but we live for you. I praise you so much for the strength and the gifts you've given to me. And Lord, all I do is to glorify you. Amen. Thanks this week. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Next week's a pretty big week in volleyball. It's coming up on President's Day. Um, If you don't know what that is, I'll talk to you a little bit about it next week. But um, God bless you. Have a great week.